Let's go to the message this morning. Here we go. Y'all live? You all right? Say. I'm always scared after I get up. Or not scared, but like y'all going to be sleeping after the music. Come on. This is the best part. What's wrong with you people? No, anyway. So anyway, it's good. It's good. It's good. Let's go with the message this morning. We're in a series called Be Believable. Say that with me. Be Believable. One more time. Be Believable. And you can't be believable by forcing it. So when I say be believable, be believable, I'm not saying force it. Thank you. What I'm trying to say is this is what the world needs. They need us to be believable. The church today is not believable. So much of the church is not believable. It isn't believable. You might say, well, I believe. Yeah, but I'm talking about the lost world. People that don't come to church. And so it's a series. We did a a talk on the disciples for a good while on get up, get up, get up. God needed these men. What men? Twelve men nobody would have ever picked. But Jesus picked them. He picked them because they were real people. I believe that with all my heart. Plenty of religious people he could have picked. He didn't do it. He picked people nobody would have picked. And it looked like they dropped the ball, didn't it? They about dropped the ball. They turned on him. They betrayed him. Not just Judas. Every one of them did. But you know what? In the end, they came through. And usually most real people do. They come through. But when you're fake, ha! When the going gets tough, you get going. And you run. Because fake don't last. It doesn't work. After a while, the, the house of cards is coming down. And the world has seen it, and they're sick of it. I'm just telling you, I came from the world. I didn't grow up in church. My mother was a drunk, okay? My mother would cuss you out just as good as a man could cuss you out. And she was strong and she was tough. So that's the world I came from. But, thank God, God loves people like us. And that's, what, that's the message we need to get across out there. But there's a problem because we're not believable. And we all struggle with this. This is something, instead of like, well, I'm believable, I don't like him. He said, I wasn't believable. You need to get with the program and hush your mouth a minute. Now you're really mad at him. He told me to shut up. Good. Here we go. <laughs> anyway, the point is, how about let's receive today? Amen? This series. How about, I think it's a good thing if Inglewood, Northport, Venice, Port Charlotte, when they come in contact with us, where they meet us or where they come here to church, Good chance they're not coming to church. They're going to be out there where you are. But they're going to meet somebody that's believable. And here's the, here's the thing. They don't ever have to come here. That's okay. But I would like wherever you go, they're meeting somebody who's real and believable and approachable and all these wonderful things. And they might, just might, come to know the Lord. And if they don't come to know the Lord through you, maybe you planted a seed. Maybe you didn't stomp on the seed or shoot it with Roundup. You know what I mean? We want to be believable people, and we want to be part of God's plan. So let's go with the message now. We'll see what we can come up with today in a series called Be Believable. That girl's in trouble. Look at her. She look at her. And you know what she needs? She needs some help. But you know who needs help? We need help. The church needs help. Fellowship Church needs help. What do I mean by that? I mean you need help. You need help. But we come across like we don't need help. We come across like, I'm good. And we've done that for years. We, will, we at the church would put you in a suit and tie 
You don't wear a suit all week long. It ain't even you. But you get a suit, that's your Sunday go to meeting clothes. And it's crazy. What did, what did we do that for? People would say, well, it's like I'm going to a wedding. I want to dress up. If I went to a wedding, I'd dress up. So I'm going to my father's house, so I'm going to dress up. It's ignorant. I don't care. People can dress up. I'm not trying to put you down. I'm just trying to say, <laughs> I don't want to do anything or have you do anything that's not going to be natural or real for you. You hear me or not? We would tell women, if you didn't wear, if you wore pants, they would, it was bad. Yes or no? How many remember? What's wrong with wearing pants? What's wrong with wearing clothes to church? I think that's a good idea. You know what I'm saying? We're crazy people. But then we tell you a certain Bible you got to read. We even have certain churches, denominations have certain rules you keep. They'll even tell you how hair, how your hair is supposed to be a certain length. Am I making this up or not? Not making it up at all. And the fact of the matter is it's so ingrained in us, some of you are pushing back at me right now because it's that much of who you are. Here's the problem. It causes you to come across like you're perfect. It causes you to come across like you're good, you're fine, you've got your act together. And it tells the world they can't come here. Have you ever heard this? Tell me, you fill in the blank. The world, the lost man, woman, come to church. They say this. They say, if I go to church, man, if I go to your church, the church will blank. Fall down. Did you hear that? Or get struck with lightning. Or to burn down. The steeple will fall off. But you know what? Y'all said that in chorus almost. So that must tell me it's true. So what are we going to do about it? How about we be believable? What do you mean by Clark being believable? Well, I gave two messages on Saul. Saul on the road to Damascus. And it was a message of the old man. Another message, the new man. And I gave you this scripture. You should memorize it. If some of you know it, say it with me. If any man... Be in Christ. He is a new creature or creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. That's 2 Corinthians, I believe, 5.17. So I gave a message on that. The old man and the new man. Now here's the problem. Here's the problem. We're not in heaven yet. And there's going to be that constant battle between the old man and the new man all our days. But somehow, as a Christian or a church person, we learn to keep the rules or whatever. <laughs> Did that do away with the problem of the old man and the new man, of the fight, the flesh that we have? Did it do away with the problem? It didn't do away with the problem. We still had the problem. It covered up the problem. And so, therefore, <laughs> the world sees the church of lily white folk, can't relate, don't know my struggle, don't know what I'm going through. And then the world knows us. They see that we're full of bull. They see our life ain't much better than their life as far as struggles because it's the truth. We have struggles too. And they're real and they're hard. But we hide it. Well, I don't want to be a whiner. I'm not asking you to be a whiner. Just be real. 
Something's got to give, man. This town, Inglewood, Northport, Venice, Port Charlotte, we want a fellowship church to be a real place with a real pastor. I'm not better than you. If you've ever thought a certain sinful thought, I bet I've thought it. If you've done certain sinful things, I bet I've done them. What? It's the truth. Hey, it is what it is. I want to be a believable guy. You hear me or not? I'm not better than you. I'm not above you. I am you. And we need that message to get out to our, to our world. And so let's just talk about it today. Let's talk about it. We need help. Say that out loud. We need help. Say, I need help. I need help. That's a message the world needs to hear from us. Not you need help. You need to come to church. You need to do, and you need to do, and you need to do. What a difference it would be if we're talking to folks and letting them know we need help. We don't have our act together. We're not perfect people. (sighs) You see me as good, I ain't. Kim, are you here? Where are you? Kim and I have been struggling. We're working on it, aren't we? That's called real. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's what this is. Married ten years, me and her. She had horrible situations in her life she went through. I had a horrible situation I went through. You throw us together in marriage. Oh, it's just marriage made in heaven. That ain't the way everybody else. That ain't the way Satan looks at it. And that ain't the way we look at it. And we bring a lot to the table that don't need to be at the table. But it's at the table. You understand? Do you think there's pressure for she and I in a ministry like this? Two little kids. We got married. One was one, and that was Danny. The other one was four. That's Abby. And I adopted them. I can do it. I'm great. Until I realized that's a lot of work. But we've been doing it, ain't we? But we can do better, can't we? Now, I know I didn't mean to embarrass you, sweetie. But the point is, we're working on it. We actually went away to get us some help. Yeah, we did. I mean, that sounds crazy. You'll go home saying, I've never been to a church where the pastor said such a thing. You know why? Because I've got to be way up here in front of y'all. Well, I've never wanted to be way up here in front of y'all. I'm from Rockingham. I am who I am. I'm in a fight. I have the old nature and the new nature. And I struggle. What's wrong with that? Or you just can't struggle. That's why pastors last about a year and a half in the ministry. Because their congregations expect perfection out of them. Yes or no? I know that's strong. You might say, he must be new. No, we started this church in my house. I've been in Inglewood for for 40 years, pastoring for 37. So I'm not a newcomer to this. But you know what I'm a newcomer at more and more in my life as I get older? Talking like I talk now. 
Who knows? Maybe that's why our attendance is the, the, the most it's been in 20 years in the summertime. I'm not trying to give myself credit, but I think this is a winning formula. Y'all hear me or not? Why don't we go with it? <laughs> Amen. Say. You know what I mean? Honestly, too, I'd rather talk to somebody who's had problems than somebody just telling me what a book says. Amen? So, anyway, I know that was a big intro, and I didn't plan on doing that to you, Kim. But the fact of the matter is that I can shows you and I getting stronger. You know what I mean? And her smiling at me when I did it. She didn't throw something at me. You know what I mean? So, anyway, let's go from here and see what we got today to unpack. Are y'all ready? We need help making right decisions in my head. I'm not saying your world, your children, your neighbors don't need your help. But somehow when we're helping them, we've got to let them know, though, that we need help too. Or we have needed the help we're giving them. And we, maybe it ain't that that we're going through now, but we've got other things we're going through. But we've got we to gotta quit coming off like we've got, we got our act together. Y'all hear me? How many would be willing to say with an uplifted hand, I've got some struggles in my life, and I really don't have my, every bit of my act together in my life. Anybody want to say that? Wouldn't it be nice if that could be on a billboard in Inglewood? If I did a billboard in Inglewood with our faces on it, I would not want everybody on the count of three, smile, because that's not real. Some would be smiling. Some would be frowning. There'd probably be a few that did some things with their fingers they shouldn't. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that would be a real picture of Fellowship Church. Yes or no? But the church says, smile. It's all good. Well, you crack up. Amen? Let's go with the message. That wasn't the message. Here we go. The battle between the old nature and the new nature is in our, it's real. It's all in your head. Yeah, it's in my head because it's true. Okay? That battle, it's in our heads, man. Okay? Deciding not to be ruled over, and we talked about it with Paul, Saul. He changed, his name changed to Paul, but not much change there, just, a, just one letter. But anyway, remember what, remember what we said he was a lot like us? We're ruled over in our life and our thinking by our education or our upbringing. Is that true, yes or no? A lot of who we are is our upbringing, our education. And a lot of it was crappy. And it was wrong. But it's in us just like skin, man. Our religion can rule over us. But watch this. What else can, what else can affect us so much? Our what? Our dark side. And we've all got a dark side. I don't care what you say. We all got something. And so, this is hard. This is hard to be that new creature in Christ when I've got this going on. Amen? So requiring, it, this, if I'm going to live my life, it's going to require making right decisions in my head. Got it? And unfortunately, when you make right decisions, sometimes you're going to make wrong decisions. Oh, they'll kick you out of church. Have you ever heard of a church kicking people out? Let me see some hands. Look at the hands that go up in this room. It's hilarious. They call it church discipline. You're not going to get kicked out here, okay? Am I giving you carte blanche to sin? You've got that already. I don't live with you, thank God. 
and you with me. But the church, we want to rule your life. It's nuts. Yes? So come on. Can we go to the Scriptures and see if we get us some help? (laughs) Come on. It's not believable that a Christian doesn't struggle with sin. It's not believable. Well, she's just perfect. Yeah, you don't know her. And maybe she is close to perfect, but is she Jesus? Come on. The church comes off as perfect. Everything's good. It's fine. That's the way we come off. And I'm not against that in certain situations. I don't want somebody constantly whining or telling me about their problems nonstop. But I also don't want you to be so plastic as untouchable. Nothing can, you know, I'm good. You're crazy. Okay? Because it ain't good. It ain't good in our homes. It's not good in our workplace many times. We'll go to church on Sunday, but we do something totally different at work. We live a certain way. Or we get around our friends, we let our hair down, whatever you want to call it. It's a battle. Yes or no? You ought to watch me the other night watching the Philadelphia Eagles play the Minnesota Vikings. You should have watched that the other night. That was unbelievable. I'm, I mean, it's, I'm fortunate that I didn't just cuss a blue streak. But fortunately, I've been a Vikings fan for a long time, and I was prepared. It might happen again today. we got Detroit. How many Detroit fans we got in the house? Ah, put your hand down. Here we go. The point is, me coming off good is like me pretending the Vikings are going to the Super Bowl. You understand? It ain't believable. And we're not believable. Let's go, Raj. i got to quit. The Apostle Paul, we know him as who? Saul of Tarsus. Before Christ, Paul after Christ. Now, don't forget, you've been given a new name too. It's written down in glory according to the book of Revelation. Paul wrote 13 books in our New Testament. 13 of the 27, Paul wrote half of them. Wow! In those 13 books, he probably says more about the mind than any other subject. That tells me we're crazy. It tells me God's trying to help us with our heads. He doesn't want us making something up. He wants us to go to his book and learn. He wrote from personal experience. Paul did, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So when you have this scripture, you have something that's real and tangible, and you need, and I need, to listen to it. It's going to help us. Paul's whole thinking, his whole, say this out loud with me. Paul's whole thinking, go ahead, about Jesus, God, and life were turned what? Completely upside down. Did Saul know a lot about Jesus, yes or no? Yes. But what he knew, he did not like. He hated Jesus. So now he's a follower of Jesus. Do you think everything in his head got turned upside down? Guys, that is that battle between the old and the new nature. I mean, just think about it. I'm living a life now in Christ that's completely different than who I am. I'm a sinner. I was born into sin. I lean sin. So do you. And so this is a battle. Everything Paul had learned 
and established as core beliefs in who he was, it would now be challenged. Say that last part, and most of it would be what? That's the Christian life. That's the Christian life. It's not like, well, I did this when I was eight at church, and I'm this person. We're living, we're like in our 60s or 70s or 50s or whatever, and we're living like we're eight. It's time for you to grow up and realize you're in a fight. And most of you know it, I think. But the world is seeing us living like an eight-year-old, having church like an eight-year-old. It's good. It's okay. We'll just play Sunday morning at, at 10. And we live our life like it's, like, like it's just not even real. Keep looking. You might say, Clark, where are you going today? I don't know. No, I do. Here we go. I wanted you to see this man wrote 13 books in the New Testament. And guess who was crazy too? He was. What? The apostle Paul was crazy? He was nuts. Look at this scripture he wrote. For we know that the law is spiritual. But Paul talking. But I'm carnal. Sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that's what I'm doing. Is that a lunatic? Yes or no? He's not done. Where am I at? Thank you. Even his writing makes me crazy. Here we go. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwells in me. What he's trying to say, there's this battle going on. And what I want to do... I shouldn't do, and what I don't want to do, I should do. And it's a real fight, the Christian life. And it's okay if the world sees that in us. Because then we become, here's the word, believable. Because they've got the same garbage going on in their life. The difference is we have Christ. But that doesn't make us better than them. We're still them, but we have Jesus. We now have the Lord. We have the Holy Spirit. That's why I've been trying to tell you. He's alongside of you as a believer. Would you invite Him to crawl up inside of you? And let Him love through you? And let Him start by loving you. And then He can help you with your patience and your kindness and your being rude and all these things that we fight against. Yes or no? Amen. And so Paul's just saying, I'm screwed up. For I know that in me, Paul writing, I mean, they name, they name seminaries after this guy. They make statues of him, okay? They shouldn't, but they do. <laughs> He's a saint. Look what the saint said. For I know in me, that is my flesh, say it with me, dwells no good thing. But that's not the way the church comes off. We're good. They're hearing. You think you're better than I am. You hear me? 
For I know in me that is my flesh dwells no good thing. For to, for to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I don't find it. How hard is it living life? For the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that's what I'm doing. Now if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin dwells in me. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil's present with me. I didn't say that twice, did I? Sounds like it. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. That's the whole point. See, there's this inward man, and he wants to help us. The Holy Spirit inside of us wants to help us. Help us do those things that God wants us to do. The right things, the holy things, the good things. The problem is, yeah, you're in me, but I'm still here. And I'm screwed up. And for my education and my upbringing and my religion and my dark side, I still want to go over here and do this. You understand? We need help, (laughs) don't we? But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my what? My mind. And it brings me back into captivity to the law of sin, which is in everything in my body. Have I depressed you? I thought we were doing a series on Be Believable. We are. We need to quit coming off like we're all good. Got it? Because we're not. And there's a struggle going on. You ever had any struggles? You still got them. He says they won't go away until I'm dead. (laughs) That's the truth. That's the truth. But don't go kill yourself, please. Don't do that. Anyway, here we go. Let's keep going. Look at Paul. Oh, wretched man that I am. This is the man that wrote half of the New Testament. He wouldn't be welcome in most churches. Somebody put his resume together. I've seen it before. Paul's resume. And the things that he did, if you read it and don't know it's Paul, you would never hire the man. But God thought he was good enough to write 13 books in the New Testament. Maybe God thinks you're good enough if you start to realize who you are. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a work in progress. I'm not trying to give license to doing the wrong thing. I'm not. But I'm try- you can't deal with somebody until they deal with reality. Reality is you're screwed up. And I'm screwed up. And we lean that way. But now I'm a Christian. I'm a saved person. But so what? Yeah, your name's written. That's awesome. I'm, I'm glad of that. But the Holy Spirit's here alongside of you. He wants to get inside of you. He wants to help you. And it's not kooky. So you can talk in tongues or run around a building. He wants you to know He loves you. God loves you. Let me in. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If you'll hear my voice and open that door, I'll come in and help you fight the fight of life. And we're going to do it with love. Because I am love. Does that sound kooky? That sound kooky to me. And He gave us His Word. 
to hide it in our heart. Oh, by the way, so that we wouldn't what? Sin against the Lord. That's why we have His Word to help us. Not to make us perfect or brag. So, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the what? The mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh I do what? The law of sin. So there's this battle between the mind and the flesh, but the mind so often wants me to do what the flesh says. So that's where we want to be spiritually minded. We want to have God's Word. We want to hide in our heart. And you'll see amazing progress in your life. Amen? But we don't want to hide this. <laughs> we don't want to hide the process to the world. Well, what will they think if they know I'm struggling? Some of you may think less of me and Kim today because of what I said earlier. But you know what most will think in this room? That's fantastic. And some will even say, Honey, maybe you and I need to try to seek a little help too. What's wrong with that? Being real. What's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with it. You got that right. That's what our world would need. That's what our world needs right now. Can you imagine turning the news on every day and not having Jesus Christ? That's our world. And the news they're turning on is a lie. So much of it. We're pretty important to the world. They just don't know it. Because we come across unbelievable. You hear me? I think we're getting somewhere. What do y'all think? We're not going to do this all day. I know I feel like a shrink up here, but that's okay. Let's finish the message. Here we go. So I built it up a big bit there. That's okay. I hope you've understood. The man who wrote 13 books in the New Testament had an old nature and a new nature. He never got rid of it until he died and went to heaven. And God thought it good enough for this very learned man, very religious man who knew so much. He thought it good enough for us to have a book called the Bible that this man was allowed to write so you and I could have it and see that we can live this Christian life, but it's not going to be easy. And he wrote it down. Why do we hide it then? Say, I mean, don't you think God was pretty mean to, to pick on Moses like he did? Moses was a good man, all that stuff. But you know what God said? You, you, you struck that rock instead of speaking to it like I said, so you ain't going to the promised land. You understand? The things that God puts in his words about people, but we're going to live behind, you know, some kind of shroud? Am I losing you? Last bit of the message. Here we go. The state of our mind. According to the Word of God, our minds are warring. We already read that scripture. There's something going inside of us that's warring against the law of our mind. Our minds are at war inside of us. This old nature, new nature is a war. Yes? Okay? Our minds are earthly. Earthly. For many walk of whom I've often told you, I tell you now weeping, they're enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, Whose, whose glory is their shame, who mind what? Earthly things. Our minds are earthly. Our minds are not heavenly. Our minds are concerned right here, right now, about me. Selfish? That's our mind. That's the world's mind too. But we're covering ours up like we're perfect. 
You kidding me? We're not. Our minds are childish. Yes or no? How many in the last month you threw a tantrum? Look at that. Bunch of babies. That's who we are. When I was a child, though, Paul says this, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, and I thought as a child. But when I became a man, and what he means there is when I became a spirit-filled man, when I, when I allowed the God, the Holy Spirit, to crawl up inside of me and love, him, love through me, I put away childish things. You might say, well, is that what it says? That's exactly what it says from 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. You hear me? But that's the battle here. We're childish. Our minds are vain, vain, vain. Scripture. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles or heathen walk, or unbelievers, in the vanity of their what? Mind. I was at Westminster Abbey in England. I was going through looking at all the graves in that big, big, big building. All these people, famous people. And I came across this joker, Charles Darwin. And I stood right on his grave and I said, You're dead. (laughs) But in the vanity of his mind, made up a bunch of bull garbage, crap, whatever you want to call it, it's all taught in our public schools now, and our children have been learned for years that verse 1 in the Bible, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, they teach that it's a lie, and that that dead joker, put his picture back up again, that he's right and God's wrong. No, he's wrong because he has a vain mind. Got it or not? Whether you believe that, or I could care less. And if you don't believe that God created you, that's the battle of the flesh and the spirit. You're still hanging on to your education, your upbringing, what somebody taught you, instead of believing the Word of God. And also, wake up. Next week's message, you have your own DNA. You have your own retina in your eye. You have your own fingerprint. But you just blew up somehow. That is the most idiotic thing you could ever believe. God made you unique. And next week's message is called, The Believables. God has put in, in every one of us a little bit of himself. And if, if we can find what that is, it's not that hard. You're going to be more believable to your world. It's going to be a great message next week. I'm working. I ain't got it done yet, but I'm working on it. Our minds are corrupt, but I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety that your mind should be what? Corrupted from the simplicity that's in Christ. Okay? So we have a problem with our mind. I guess that's what Paul's trying to say in the New Testament. Yes? We getting that? All right. Our minds are blind. How many ever had a blind mind? Let me see some I mean, my mind was blind. How many does something so stupid ain't even funny? Can I see some I'm just the stupidest person. Blind mind. In whom the God of this world has done what to our minds? Blinded our minds. So the mind is a lot of trouble. But I guess the gist of my message is not to just prove this to you today. I'm trying to say we need to let the world know through our actions we're not better than you. i got a blind mind just like you do. i got a corrupt mind just like you do. 
Maybe I'm not right where what you're going through, but I'm not better than you. You might be better than me in a lot of things. There's a battle going on. I haven't arrived. I just think it's a good, believable message to me personally. Keep going, buddy. Push me. Thank you. Our minds are carnal. We saw that already. For they that are after the flesh, mind the things of the flesh. To be carnally minded is death. We just That's who we are. We're carnal. That's the opposite of spiritual. Got it or not? How many find it easier to do the carnal things than the spiritual things? How many don't even have to study to do the carnal things? You understand? It just happens. It's our nature. But the world thinks they don't do, we don't do what they do. We do what you do. And if we don't do what, we do, what you do, we think about it. And we want to do it. But it's not because we're better than you. It's because that's why I'm a Christian. I'm getting help from Him. Help from the Lord. Help from His Word. Help in my spirit. You hear me? So we need help. And here's the last thing. We need a humble mind. Like if the, I don't feel like I've got a lot of pushback from the audience today. And you all usually do great with me. Thank you. But it's funny. I think everybody's in on this message today. And that's beautiful. That's great. Because that's the point. We need a humble mind. If fighting this message today, I mean, that, that would be, that was not a good idea. Don't fight 13 books in the New Testament, okay? Not a good idea. <laughs> not a good idea. Okay. So we need to do that. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. But in what kind of mind? Loneliness of mind. How, was, how, do, how, how do you think the world receives a, a, a humble mind if that's what we're giving off? You think they like that better than we're better than you? Even though we're not saying that, they're feeling that. How about if we can let them feel this kind of mind? Amen. Keep going, buddy. There's another, another verse in Colossians about the humbleness of mind. We need a renewed mind. A renewed mind. Many of you know this scripture. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. But then this verse right here. And be, ye con- be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. How do I, how do I fight this fight? By the transforming of my mind. And how does that happen? By the renewing of my mind. Then I can prove what's that good thing and acceptable. And the word perfect is the word mature. Will of God in my life. You understand? That's what I need is a renewed mind. Okay? This is good. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind, the Bible says. All through the Bible. Keep going. If you always do what you've always done, then you'll always be what you've always been. And that's what we are. That's where I am. I'm just rude. But the world sees you going to church. But they see you for who you are. And they don't believe you have a relationship with God. Or they just don't believe they need it because it sure ain't helps you none. You understand where we're coming from today? We need to be different. A submitted mind. Let this mind, what mind? The mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, he thought it not wrong to be equal with God, but he made himself of what kind of reputation? 
no reputation. We spend our life building our reputation. You understand? So you've spent your life building a reputation, and yet you meet Christ, and he won't even about his reputation. He's God, and you ain't. So this is a real struggle for you, isn't it? (laughs) And he says, but it's my way, okay? This is my way. Not to get you to heaven, but to get you real and believable. Amen? A submitted mind. Amen? Keep going, buddy. Thank you. A focused mind. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your what? Heart, that's this, your gut, and your what? Mind through Christ Jesus. Great scripture here. Focused mind. We need that in our life. This is my old nature. It's hard. It's my new nature. How do I do it? I'm crazy. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Is that the kind of mind we need? Amen or oh me? Amen. Praise the Lord. Good, good, good stuff. Almost done. Listen, listen. But the world thinks we don't have these bad thoughts. We do. We do. We do. But, 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 we have Him. We're not perfect. We're far from it. We're screwed up. But we have Him. Instead of being on the outside, He's on the inside. And He's helping us. But as we pull back and... We can morph right back into this over here again. So that's the struggle in life. Amen? But it's not bad that the world sees our struggle. Years ago, I could preach a message as hot as fire. I'm talking a long time ago. Half you do this and you do that and you do this. I mean, mean, that world out there, you know, you send them to hell, brother. (laughs) You know, I don't agree with that. I think if we let people into our world and see that we're struggling, see that we hurt, I honestly think that's probably a better way to reach them. That's just my opinion on the matter. Not a, not a, not a right to go do the wrong. It's not. Because he wants us to do better, for sure. We need a mature mind. Let us, therefore, as many as be perfect. That word is the word mature. That's just the old King James. Be thus minded. We need a mature mind. Amen? This, this life we're living is going to take us to, to grow up. Because this is hard, yes or no? I think you know it is. Again, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I stood as a child, when I became a man, I put away childish things. We need to have a mature mind. This, this Christian life, and Paul was saying it, man, do I ever struggle. And if he struggles, you're going to struggle. So we need some help. We're done with the message today, but would you say this out loud with me? Okay, here we go. Y'all are really sleeping on me. You should be ashamed of yourself. You're awake. Thank you. Thank you. Good. Don't forget you're making me that pie. It's coming Monday? Really? You're giving me that too? Is that Monday like tomorrow? That's Monday. Here we go. Let's go. Here we go. Would you say them out loud to help yourself with your mind? Here we go. I will humble myself under the mighty hand of God. Keep reading. I will be transformed by the renewing of my mind. 
I will submit myself to the mind of Jesus Christ. I will focus my sight on things that are right. Amen? I will be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. I will decrease so Jesus Christ may increase in my life. Amen? Because what? Because we need help. Let's thank the Lord. We're done. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Good. I liked it. (laughs) Amen. Let's get up on our feet. I write these things, have no idea where they're going to go. You know what? Because I'm never the same in two services. You listen to one or the other, you're going to be the same. It's crazy, isn't it? Good. Thank you for being here today. Appreciate you. Let's, Let's end. I like to always end respectful. Certainly some people have to go to work or get ready outside. I get that. But hang on. Hang on. Fight that old flesh and hang in here. Lord, thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for a setting like Fellowship Church where I could have this platform, where I could take your word. And though I've fallen, though I'm sinful, though I have my own struggles, I could take it with your help and we could lead people to understand the battle between the flesh and the spirit, the old and the new. So, Lord, thank you for this time we've had. Lord, I pray we'll not forget the gist of this message. The crux of this message is that the world needs to see that we're not above them. We're not better than them. We are them. And the only difference between us and them is you. We put our faith in you. And perhaps they have not. And that's because of you. Lord, help us see that. Help us see the challenge that's before us. To open up. To fight the plastic. And let you shine through us. Lord, I pray you'll help us with next week, if we can, to be here. To see that you put in us beautiful things, wonderful things that you want. Inglewood and Northport, Dennis, Sarah, this whole area and our family to see. So, Lord, take this word, put it in our heart. Help us hide it. Make it a treasure. We pray in Jesus' name. And finally, with heads bowed, it doesn't matter what you've been taught. If you don't put your faith in Jesus Christ... You're not going to heaven. You're lost. Hell's where you're headed. And it's where you'll keep going without your faith in Jesus Christ. I'm sorry you learned something different. I'm sorry the church taught you something different. They taught you wrong. Works will not save you. It doesn't matter what you were taught. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So today, would you humble yourself? Would you humble yourself in your mind? And would you admit today that you need Christ? I'm not going to embarrass you, come back and bother you. The Lord's with you right there. 
right where you stand or watching online. Can I lead you in a prayer, a humble prayer? Let's pray together. Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I've done plenty wrong, and you've done nothing wrong. I'm sinful, and you're holy. And Lord, I ask you to forgive me of my sin. And Jesus, I want you to know that I believe in you. I don't understand it all, but I do understand this, that you are God's only son, that you died on a cross for me, that you rose from the dead for me, and that you love me. And I'm here to tell you I believe that. I'm not believing in myself. I'm not believing in Pastor Gary. I'm not believing in a church. I'm not believing in a list of rules. I'm believing in you, Jesus Christ, to be my Savior and be my Lord. And I put my faith in you. Thank you for what you've done for me. In Jesus' name. With heads bowed, how many would raise a hand and say, Pastor Gary, I said that prayer with you. I meant that. I meant that.